Hey, Jess. Hey, Dan. <clears throat> Excuse me. How you doing? Uh, what you up to? Uh, g- good. Nothing much. Just... That, that cough on the mic and that professionalism is what you can expect over at <laughs> patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. Because we're over there getting in trouble. Oh, what ace, kind of trouble? Oh, Ace trouble. Oh, we're getting wow. in ace trouble. Wow. Hey, I'm just shooting from the hip right now. Because over at <laughs> patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, we just did not a deep dive, but a sort of a sort of moosh boosh, a sort of like a moose boosh, a moosey bushy of like <laughs> the overall Ace Troubleshooter discography. Yeah. And here, we, here's yeah. just a taste of what you'll hear. So, well, hold on. Before we start the album. So our Ocean Eyes episode, our Lana Del Rey episode and our fan curated vinyl episode the format was put on the album and just talk about them and then just kind of dip in and out of the songs as we need to talk about them i tell jessica we got to do this ace troubleshooter episode so she's like okay so she goes and she listens to all three albums and writes down notes on all the songs and i'm like i did not expect you to do that i was shocked (laughs) and then she was in a bad mood all day a couple months ago She was in a bad mood because, like, there's so many troublesome lyrics in Ace Troubleshooter, which we'll get into, but I was, like, not expecting that. I thought we would just listen to the self-titled first Tooth and Nail BEC release and just talk about John Warren and Ace Troubleshooter in general. So Jessica went the extra mile, and then we still couldn't record it because (laughs) things got intense with our lives right around that time. So here we are finally doing it. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the self-titled album because it's the one I'm the most familiar with. And then we'll go to the songs on the second and third album that Jessica has notes on. So this is the first song. It's called Southeast 101. And I have accidentally one bit of info from this song from Magnified Pod because they mentioned it on a later episode. But when John Warren contacted them about them ha- they're having done all three albums, they found out this song's called Southeast 101. So you think it's one of those cool pop punk summer jams about cruising down the highway. Yeah. But it turns out Southeast 101 is the name of the house that John Warren had at the time with his friends. And I feel like we just recently talked about... Yeah, we talked about it in the live stream, in the Twitch stream, about, like, punk houses and how bands will have houses together. (laughs) And how I knew friends who weren't in bands but kind of had punk houses. Like, they were ostensibly, they were bands in how they were friends. And they bought a house together in Massachusetts. So this was my first experience with Ace Troubleshooter. And this album's from 2000. And this, for me, is at a time with a couple other this is when tooth and nail and by extension bec which was tooth and nails mainstream counterpart where they were really obsessed with like skate punk pop punk like post mxpx and essentially mxpx had left tooth and nail in 1996 97ish right and that's tooth and nails biggest cash cow so for the next several years Tooth and Nail is signing as many MXPX-like bands as they possibly can. Now, the big irony of the time is they don't find their next cash cow in any of those MXPX-esque bands, Ace Troubleshooter being one of them. Mm -hmm. They find their next big cash cow in the Supertones, 
which is a whole nother thing, which Brandon <laughs> Ebel, the owner of Tooth and Nail and BEC, was actually against. This part's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. So this is great. It almost sounds like something you'd hear on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Yeah. Almost. So... Not quite in the lyrics, but definitely in the music. I mean, yeah. not the lyrics per se. Sorry, like the vocals. The vocals right. don't have that. Like, uh, there's a little bit more of a rawness and a grittiness to the song, to the vocals of songs that they pick for those games. Right. So there are a number of post MXPX skate punk tooth and nail bands where I just bought every CD that came out. I didn't buy everything on tooth and nail at the time. But if I saw a new Tooth & Nail record and it was marked with pop punk or skate punk, I bought it right up. There was The Undecided. There was Shorthanded. There was Fan Mail. Uh, there was Ace Troubleshooter. I know I'm missing some more. There were just a, a handful of these bands, these late 90s, early 2000s bands that Tooth & Nail signed hoping they would break in the way that MXPX broke. Plus, Ace Troubleshooter clearly had the hope of Brandon Ebel, the owner of Tooth & Nail, that they would be the next breakout because he didn't just put this first album, their first major album, their first national album, he didn't put this on Tooth & Nail. He put it on BEC, which was their main, which was their quote-unquote Christian mainstream label, gotcha. right? It was the label that had more money behind it. It was like the crossover hits. And look at this little guy on the cover. This is definitely a mascot. Right. This is supposed to be on t-shirts and all sorts of stuff. Right. This is supposed to be the next Poconacha Punk. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like an old school, like, like loose lips, sink ships, like buy war bonds type of guy. Yeah. Like slightly Japanese, old Japanese anime, but also slightly old school American cartoon yeah, drawing, like, like yeah, Cuphead. Yeah, like a little oil drop or something. He's like a little Cuphead, and he's like an oil drop, and I guess he's the ace troubleshooter, I suppose. So yeah. I got this album, and I listened to it a bunch, and it sounds to me, like, this album sounds a lot to me like the first Reliant K album. Not everything, because the first Reliant K album has all of those, like, um sonically slightly different things like balloon ride and benediction like this has this ace troubleshooters first album like the descendants has one specific sort of sonic template this song's called denise and uh -huh. like there are so many songs ace troubleshooter songs named after girls like so many girl <laughs> named song titles uh, then again, I suppose if I've learned anything from Christian pop punk, it's that the only thing that exists are God girls and 80s movies. God so. girls and guns. <laughs> <laughs> the Christian pop punk credo, God girls and guns. So my notes I kind of took out of order. Like they're not linear as I was sort of listening through okay. and just like making observations. Um, I felt like overall I for sure heard some like Blink and MXPX influences yeah, for in sure. here. Um, maybe a little Five Iron Frenzy, like the vocals on their second album, uh, The Madness of the Crowds, sounded uh -huh. a little Reese Roper-esque okay. to me. Like, and I know we're not going to get to that album, but those vocals we'll did play sound a like that. Um, like ending with those long held kind of higher notes. 
like Reese Rumford oh, okay. does. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And if you played Out to Sea for me and asked me who I thought it was, I would probably guess it was like Five Iron Frenzy, but with heavier guitars. Okay, we'll keep all these notes in mind because we'll get to these songs later. <laughs> Jessica, that's so interesting. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. That was just a taste. That was just a moosh, m- moosh boosh. <laughs> I want to hear so much more. Well, Dan, you'll have to go over to patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod and sign up. <sighs>